0: What's up, McConaughey heads? Welcome to the Mastering McConaughey podcast, where we explore the filmography and philosophy of Matthew McConaughey. I'm your guest host, Mark Usher, and I'm your guest host, Johnny Phillips.
1: Welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, uh, Johnny, I've, I've been listening, editing the past few episodes. I love, I love how you'll often welcome me to the show. I, I love it. It, it fits <laughs> into the whole guest host thing. I love it.
1: Well, Mark. I want everyone in the world to feel welcome. And if I can do my little part uh, to welcome you, I will, you know?
0: Yeah, well, it, it definitely makes me feel welcomed.
1: Anything for you, Mark. Anything. Anything for you. Anything for the show, really.
0: Anything? Mm-hmm. Anything for the show. We'll just leave it at yep, that. Yep, yep,
1: Uh Shoot, Mark. Yeah. How are things down there? How's the weather?
0: Hot as, the hottest I've ever been in my whole life.
1: Hottest balls. Yep,
0: definitely. Yeah, like... You know, heat index temperatures at 116, 117, Just awful. Listen I hate in,
1: it. in hell, that's a comfortable day right there. I guess. Okay. That's a cool <laughs> I day. <guess> so
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this has been this has been awful summer. But
1: uh how about uh, how about the hurricane? You got any hurricane down
0: there? No hurricane yet. That's coming tomorrow, I think.
1: Oh, dude, I got rain. What the hell? Oh you can't no. hear it? It's like storming like a bitch out there.
0: No, no, we got, we got the hurricane coming tomorrow and, mm. and, and the next day, so. Well. Yeah, yeah, we're clear here. It'll come around. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're about to move. Dude. I feel like I've been about to move for weeks, man. Cross uh, country too, right? What's that? <laughs> you're going to the West Coast, right? Oh, yeah, all
1: the way. Uh, West Gainesville. It'll be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to that new city that they're building outside of San Francisco?
1: I was talking to someone about that today. Yeah. And they didn't believe me. I'm like, I'm telling you, yes, $800 million for 1,000 acres. All right. It's going to be-
0: Surrounding a th- an Air Force base.
1: Is it around an airport?
0: Air Force base.
1: Oh, oh, around an Air Force base. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Aliens. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude, I, it reminds me of a, of a movie- it wasn't Matthew McConaughey film. I don't believe. Oh, don't look up. Don't look up. You know? Did you see it?
0: Oh, with um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a parody film. Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DiCaprio, right? Yes, very good film.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, so at the end, right? All the rich people got on their uh, you know, spoiler alert, guys. Sorry. Uh, the the world ends. Then uh, all the rich people go off on their ship, and they're like. We're going away because we're rich and we can afford it. That's what I see happening here, right? Yeah. All the rich people are getting ready for the end times and they're like, we're just going to leave you guys alone and do our own thing. Hmm. That's that's yeah, just the
0: that's, snacks. The snacks are free. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wasn't that a line from that? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, the <laughs> snacks are free. Yes. yes. <laughs> Why would he do... Do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for him. He'll charge you for free shit. Well, surely they'll make a movie uh, out of this situation, you know, after we after humanity rises from the ashes. Uh, but tonight, what are we talking about? What movie are we talking
1: Dude, about? Dude, tonight is a good one. Tonight is A Time to Kill, 1996. We got Samuel L. Jackson. We've got... Um, Matthew Sandra Bullock, of course, right?
0: Sandra Bullock, right? Yeah, as you said, McConaughey We've got Oliver Platt. We've got Brenda Fricker. Who we got Joel Schumacher as <laughs> director,
1: which y'all could right? see this right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving us a good like one-two punch for every one boom, of these. Boom, boom, it's boom, perfect. boom. Yep. Oh, Brenda yeah, Fricker. Yeah, uh, Bryn-
0: Brenda Fricker. She was the bird lady and um, yep. the foster mom. Yeah, from absolutely. In the field, right. Yeah. 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 We also had Chris Cooper. He was the deputy who, who got his leg shot.
1: Okay. He, he was in Lone Star. He was. We're coming back to that. I got, I got words about that. Oh, really? I do. Oh, tell okay. me. Okay. He, he, here's what I'm thinking. Late on. me. All right. Lone Star and A Time to Kill both filmed in 96, right? Both of these gentlemen were busy in 96, by the way. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Cooper did five films. McConaughey, I think he did three in a John Mellencamp music video. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, by the way, was a great song. I pulled it up on YouTube and I was like, I forgot about this. This is so good. Oh, I'll have to give it a (laughs) listen. Um, Yeah. Anyway. All right. Go back to Lone Star. The whole premise of the film, right? Mm -hmm. Father, son. Mm -hmm. McConaughey only had a couple minutes on air because he was dead the whole time. Right. 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 And they're like, you know what? I'm not... McConaughey said, I'm not doing this again. You're getting shot this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure enough. That's, I'm telling you. Yep.
0: Well, I'll tell you, in, in Greenlights, he says that he was on set of Lone Star when he got the call, uh, that he got the part of Jake Burgantz. Really? Yeah. So maybe, I feel like- maybe he did get Chris Cooper a part. Maybe he was like, hey, man, I, I can get you in, you know. But this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense to me.
1: You know, you see a lot of pairings like that, especially with um Adam Sandler. His, his, his are the best. He just travels with the same four people with every film he does.
0: Oh, man. that's I, Isn't that the dream, though? Like, if you can make it and then just take your four, five, six friends yeah. along for the ride. Yes. Yeah. God, that, I mean, he's done that for 30 years more. Oh,
1: yeah. More? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know how long uh, this bromance lasts between Cooper and McConaughey, but um, but I hope it lasts a long
0: time. Yeah, yeah, I hope they're still friends. Yeah, we'll see if, if Chris Cooper pops up in any more movies. You know, speaking of bromances, did you know that Woody Harrelson was cast as Jake Brigance, McConaughey's character in this movie? What? Yeah. What happened? So this movie is, uh, you know, Time to Kill, based on the novel A Time to Kill by John Grisham. Right. John Grisham, and John Grisham has said that McConaughey's character is essentially an autobiographical character of John Grisham. Yeah, he was who, really? an attorney. Uh, he he did not have a case like this, but essentially autobiographical character. No kidding. But when he sold the film rights for the book, he one he didn't want to sell them, Two. He did sell them for a record amount. Uh, and, Good for him. Yeah. And three, he reserved the right of having like final casting approval. And, okay, this is kind of convoluted. McConaughey touches on it in green lights. <laughs> uh, but Woody Harrelson played a role in a movie that had come out like the same year or, or just recently. Mm-hmm. A murderer was inspired by the movie and Woody Harrelson's role and killed some people, one of which was one of John Grisham's friends. No. Yeah. So John Grisham was like, I am not going to have, like, the character, the guy who played the character that inspired a guy who killed my friend, you know, playing this this hero. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, but – yeah, so this is this is kind of our first I think touch on Woody Harrelson. Uh one of one of many I think as as we go through McConaughey's career and, and his life. <laughs> uh, you know, he and he and, he and Woody Harrelson are, are tight, so.
1: Good. Yeah. Okay, so I just pulled up Woody Harrelson on IMDb because I wanted to know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um I doubt it was the movie Kingpin.
0: I very highly doubt. No, but uh, what a great movie. same movie, 96. And the next movie we're doing, just you know, is uh, Larger Than Life with Bill Murray, right? And Kingpin has ah, Bill Murray, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, great movie.
1: Hey, The Munson. Big earth. Long time. You ruined my life. Now, oh, it's got to be this one The People versus Larry Flint. The story of controversial pornography publisher Larry Flint and how he became a defender of free speech. I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no. It was natural born killers.
0: Uh, well, yep, not Larry Flint. Woody Harrelson and Juliet Lewis in Natural Born Killers. What 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 year was that?
1: I'm not seeing this. Uh, 94. 94.
0: Yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah, all right. Okay. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, so just uh, you know, a little a little connection there. Absolutely. Who
1: also stars alongside Bill Murray in Zombieland? Yes, another great movie. If you want to come full circle. Isn't it great? I love that movie. Yeah, Dude, rule one, cardio.
0: (laughs) Okay, I don't remember. I don't remember too much about it. But uh, Oh, my God, dude, the whole thing was
1: based on his rules of how to survive. It was great. And then it showed this chunky gig getting chased around the parking lot. And yeah. Yeah, okay. You know, no body shaming, but
0: it made sense in context. (laughs) Rule number three. Beware of bathrooms. Um, I also want to point out Octavia Spencer. She was a nurse. at in, Near the very end, she was on screen for like two seconds. And then you heard her talking for another second or two. Uh, but this was Octavia Spencer's uh, first film role. Uh, she was on. Oh, yeah. 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 She's, mm-hmm. she's a big name nowadays. She is. I like her. She is different. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. And the mm-hmm. writer was Akiva Goldsman, and he's very involved in New Trek right now. Got to point that out. Uh, the director is Joel Schumacher. Is that a name that mm-hmm. rings a bell? Yes. Yeah, I recognize the name for sure, but I, I didn't really yeah. recognize a lot of the movies. He did The Rock. Well, uh, Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been a ton of things. He, yeah, he directed a crap ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did The Rock, which was a big one. He did Flatliners, which also had Kiefer Sutherland and Oliver Platt in it, and you know they're in this movie. And then he did uh, Batman and Robin. All right, everyone,
1: chill. Which, yeah, I'm. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Batman and Robin. That's the first one that comes to my mind. It um, obviously was not a box office hit. Okay, but I had a poster, and uh, Uma Thurman was on that poster. Oof.
0: Dude, that something else. Mm. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was Schwarzenegger, yes, George Clooney, yes. <laughs> so I was looking into Joel Schumacher. He, in a, he's he uh, died, I think, in 2020 from cancer. But oh, no. in a 2019 interview, he said that throughout his lifetime, he estimates that he has slept with between 10 and 20 thousand men. She's the biggest whore in Mexicali. What? How can you have that many sexual partners? <laughs> That's insane. So that's
1: I don't want to say anything like depressing but I, I you know I'm led to say think about how many times you're gonna have sex ever in your life okay yeah. sure and then compare that to this yeah all right it's a lot
0: <laughs> I'd say mine's about even yeah about yeah. even yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah definitely yeah uh, the movie did pretty well in the box office the the budget was 40 million uh domestically 108 million. It was number one in the box office for its first two weeks out. Yeah, so it did. It did pretty good there. Roger Ebert gave it three stars, uh, three out of four. Yeah. Uh, did you look into
1: the tomato meter at all? Uh, I did not check into the tomato meter. I went into the uh, you know what awards mm-hmm. it, it has won. I I found it very interesting. Uh, it was nominated for for Razzie um, for
0: worst written film. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, And uh, also, poor Fricker, she was nominated for the worst supporting actress.
0: (laughs) Poor thing. I think she deserved that, though. (laughs) No, come on. There's a line. She says, I am an upstanding, God-fearing, respectable Southern woman with unimpeachable morals. But her Irish accent, like, just... Pops in that. And I have never had or ever will have any boyfriend. Top of the morning, you filthy lads. <laughs> like, oh, boy.
1: <laughs> just, just bad casting, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Not the, not the right person there. Talk to me about the uh, tomato meter. What, how do we
0: do here? Yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 85% audience score, 68% tomato meter, which surprised me after my first viewing. The uh, critics' consensus is uh, overlong and superficial. Yeah, I, I did think it was a what? little long. I don't know about superficial, but uh, John Grisham himself said it wasn't a great movie, but it was a good one. So <laughs> well, yeah.
1: way to believe in your work. I love it. It did win an NAACP
0: image award for Outstanding well, Motion Picture.
1: Well, there you go. There you go. You can't fight with that. You know. I, I thought it was great. Honestly, I did not remember watching this film as a child, but as soon as it came on, I was like, Oh, yep, yep. It just brought me back to like TNT. Like this be, would be mm-hmm. one of those movies that came on around seven or eight o'clock. And I'm yep. like, I know I shouldn't <laughs> be watching this. Yeah. Obviously, you didn't get any of the craziness Oof. that happened at the beginning of the film. But uh, you got enough of it to know what was going on. And I just, I remember watching this as a kid. And, and it just, it really took me back to, you know, direct TV in its, in its prime, in its early days.
0: Just well, as far as I know, stuff, this man. was my first time watching it really and it, uh yeah, yeah, really back oh, Dang,
1: yeah, uh, how about Sandra Bullock though okay so yeah
0: i i I told my wife or I asked my wife, and I was granted permission. Sandra Bullock is my hall pass if Sandra Bullock can ever travel back in time to this age, <laughs> so <laughs>
1: <laughs> Screw I mean that. <laughs> Sandra Bullock, if you're listening, you're great just just as you are right now, baby. You're just fine, all right?
0: Yeah, no. no time travel needed. You think I'm Just You want to kiss me? Uh, yeah. No, she she was great. And actually, <laughs> she's the reason McConaughey got this role. What? So he met with the director, Joel Schumacher, and wanted the role of Jake Brigance, And Joel Schumacher laughed at him and said, no, you got to have, we have to have a, a headliner you know we have to have a big name uh celebrity to you know bring in the the viewers okay right we can't have you in the lead role well sandra bullock blew up and now i can't remember what what movie it was but she she blew up overnight and they already i think they already had her cast for this uh in in this role and so they're like hey we got a headliner and so it made it possible for mcconaughey to to step in and, and get the role
1: nice I mean, so, yeah. yeah, before this, you know, there was The Net, who, I mean, also... I remember The Net. I remember The Net, right? Again.
0: Yeah.
1: There we were, watching it on DirecTV. Before that was Speed. I mean, she had done some things before this happened.
0: Oh, yeah, I love Speed.
1: She had been places.
0: Yeah, uh, I read she, she made like $5 million for five weeks of work on this movie. Bullshit. Yeah. So. Dude.
1: All right, we got we to gotta really look ourselves in the mirror and figure out what we're doing. I heard this morning <laughs> that uh, Lionel Messi, who's playing for Miami now, makes over yeah. a billion dollars a year. What? Yeah.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: That's that's what I heard. Wow. Two hundred million for playing, and then he signed on uh, to get equity of the sales at the stadium. Wow. Kid ain't dumb.
0: Kid from Argentina making it big mm-hmm. time,
1: huh?
0: And his in his twilight years. Just saying. My
1: God. I asked my my buddy. I was like, "So, what are the odds of him coming to Atlanta?" He's like, "Don't count on that. It's not going to happen." I'm like, Fine. I mean, playing for Atlanta? Yeah. I mean, I would love that, right? But no. So he's playing for Miami oh. now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I know he's not going to come play for us. Apparently.
0: Yeah, I would. I would seriously doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Well, Johnny, let's let's get into this movie. But first, I need to ask, what are you drinking tonight?
1: I believe this beverage has produced an emotional response. I
0: have a pint and a pickled egg. And red wine is the worst for my sores. You think maybe you and I can brew up some juice?
1: Mark, let me tell you, uh, I have uh, been tasked with a homework assignment uh, by my wife. You brought up Uh earlier that uh, I'm making a great pilgrimage with my family Mm -hmm. uh, about 10 miles down the road. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And for this grand venture... Uh, My wife decided that she's not traveling with any open bottles of liquor. So I had to finish off my Blantons. Blantons. Oh, I like that bottle. Yes. Um, I've never seen it. Well, it was given to me as a gift by someone down the street because I helped him do some tile work. And I did not realize what he was giving me. So Mm -hmm. I was just kind of, you know, just drinking along until I decided to look it up. It's a hundred and sixty dollar bottle of uh, whiskey. Wow! I know. I was like, "Thanks, man."
0: Is that a little cowboy on on the top of the court? There? Uh, I'm gonna horse horse uh, going
1: to call him a jockey. Going with a jockey on that one. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This came from uh, barrel number three hundred and eighty-three. Wow. Yeah. That's
0: all I know. Okay. So Kentucky, Kentucky's in the South. We're we're in the South today in this movie. That's it. How about you, Mark? What are you drinking tonight? Johnny, I am drinking a Mississippi Punch. A Mississippi Punch? Yeah, bourbon, cognac, lemon juice, simple syrup. And so. And, and what do you give it? Well, uh, you know, we often record in the evenings, and, and tonight is no exception. I think that it would be better during the day in that 116 degree heat, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but, which, but, but it's nice. It's nice it? it's like, it's a, it? like a lemonade. Okay, yeah.
1: Perhaps something that you might enjoy um, while on set of In the Heat of the Night. Sure, why not? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> when I think Mississippi, that's
0: what I think of. Okay. God, I don't think I've seen a minute of that show. I remember seeing commercials for what? it all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, no. This
1: is how cool I was in college. Uh, you know, I lived, uh, lived out there in the sticks for a while and I had an mm-hmm. antenna, and I got three or four channels. But I did get In the Heat of the Night, and I would, ke- okay. I would watch that in the middle of the fucking day, man. In the heat <laughs> of the night. <laughs> yeah. I would say oh, that God. In the Heat of the Night would is it's not far removed from this movie. Not at all. Yeah, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of sweaty people in this one.
1: Oh, yeah, same thing. No air conditioning at all in the heat of the night. No, not only what the hell they're doing.
0: Yeah, well, for the folks who haven't seen this movie, uh, I'm, I'm going to give a quick synopsis, and I'm, I'm stealing this straight from Roger Ebert, okay? No, you wrote this. You're good. No, 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 I'll give credit where credit is due. All right. It begins with the brutal rape of a 10-year-old black girl by two rednecks in a pickup truck. The girl's father kills the rapist in cold blood on their way to a court hearing and cripples a deputy in the process. The local white liberal lawyer agrees to defend him, the clan plots to gain revenge and that's it. Uh, I will say that the novel itself is set in 1984, but using some math, the the movie itself is set in 1995. Really? But, uh, yeah. So a a young girl is raped and uh, almost killed. And, uh, yeah, the, the odds are stacked against him as a black man and with an all white jury and McConaughey plays that white liberal lawyer who agrees to defend him.
1: Absolutely. Uh, yeah.
0: Hey. Yeah, Ashley Judd is, is his wife, McConaughey's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. She was also very attractive to look at. But, like, I just – I remember, like, the first time we see her, she's got, like, a negligee on, and her chest is just – I mean, it looks like – Somebody just was pouring water on her actively, you know. (laughs) Well, McConaughey is just—I mean, his whole face is covered. And I mean, they were restoring
1: that old home. You know, there was no insulation, sure as heck, no AC in that thing. I mean, no, you're right. It was just right. Yeah, nothing separating them from the elements but some shiplap. That was it.
0: Well, and they did film this in Mississippi, so. That may have been practical sweat, you know? <laughs> and that may have been the makeup department saying, I can't, we can't do anything about this sweat, you know? Just, just let it but. be. Let it be. Yeah. Um, before, uh, before we started recording, your, your wife popped on and said she, she couldn't watch this movie. No, she...
1: So, so you texted me a couple days prior, and you said, this is hard to watch. Yeah. And so I made that comment to her assuming that you were thinking you were inferring it was just a shitty movie. Right. Uh, and so that is the message that I relayed to her. I was like, yeah, Mark says it wasn't very good. It was hard for him mm-hmm. to watch. And she's like, well, I'm not going to watch this. Well, then I started it and I got 20 seconds in. I stopped it. I was like, babe, no, I've seen this. Come watch this. This is a good movie. And so she got down and then she watched 20 seconds of it. And she's like, I cannot watch this. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was, yeah. it was, um, you know, we, uh, on a personal level, have a very hard time with uh,
0: child abuse, child related. Well, well yeah, no? child
1: related uh, abuse, absolutely. Um, but even um, persecution on a um, on a racial level is hits mm-hmm. it's, it hits a really strong chord here. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you know, watching that yellow pickup go around, start throwing beer bottles at you know African Americans, and just. It was awesome. it was not good. But, yeah, we were not standing for that around here. You know, <laughs> uh Lizzie's little sister is um uh I, I want to say African American, black, yeah. black, thank you. But she lives in Sweden. We can call her uh African Sweden, right?
0: African Swedish, yeah.
1: Yep, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it it reminded me of yeah, you know, I think I think it was last episode. I was talking about my time on on the a jury. And I think I said it was a vehicular homicide case. It was a vehicular manslaughter case. Mm. But in any case, they had like they were on a meth bender or whatever you would right. call yeah. that. I don't know. <laughs> Woke up the next day, went to the liquor store. It was like Saturday. Went to the liquor store, and they were passing around a bottle of Jack, just driving around. Um, and that's kind of what these guys were doing, except they were driving through the the black part of town. Yeah, and uh, yeah, throwing full. Bottles of beer yeah. at, at yeah. human beings. And I think that we
1: mentioned in an earlier episode, right? Like, if my dad used to do that, he'd be driving down, driving down the road with, like, you know, just ice and, and beer in his floorboard. Yeah. I mean, it's just insane yeah. what people used to do it back is insane. then. insane. Insane. Yeah. Um, and so, what was um,
0: and the other attorney?
1: What was his name?
0: Uh, Oliver Platt? Oh, his name... <laughs> You want to to get real Southern here. You know, exactly. I've never heard this before. Harry Rex. Roark, meet Mr. Harry Rex Vaughn, the most
1: effective, connected, morally compromised lawyer in the country. Say my name. My name is Harry Rex. My name is Harry Rex. Rex. You're goddamn right. Harry Rhett. Rex. Rex.
0: Yeah, are you talking about him or are you talking about Lucian?
1: No, no, no. Nope, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The guy who's driving around with um with liquor, you know, just like, you know, his glass of whatever
0: he's got. With, with a him. tall with a tall boy in a brown yeah, paper bag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Harry Rex. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. But yeah, so these we, we we open up with these guys and um I mean they're they're drunk, but there's no amount of drunk that can make you uh rape a ten year old. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that was really that was a hard way to start the movie. It really was, uh, and you know, obviously, you know,
1: thankfully, it wasn't too graphic. But I do think that the the filming that they did with the ropes and the tying and nope, it was
0: enough. I mean, it, it was enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they re- they did a great job towing that line. Where I mean, yeah. It was really hard to watch without them really showing much. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. That was rough.
1: But I mean, I feel like the message was good, right? And and this wasn't the first film, you know, that we've talked about that had a, a message that we're driving home.
0: Yeah, I've I've watched a few other like future McConaughey mm-hmm. films. This is this is a, a pattern. We're we're gonna get a lot of these. Really? <laughs> so, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> McConaughey has a lot of lessons to teach the world.
0: Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, yeah, boy, Free State of Jones. I can't wait to get to that. This this is a long way in our future, but Free State of Jones. It's it's during the Civil War, and really, I I loved it. I loved it. Don't know anything about it. Never heard of it. Well. Sounds like a deep Look, cut. Let's go. Yeah, looking forward to it. No, no, no. It's not a deep cut. It's no. not a deep cut. It's a fairly recent movie. Very good. Where have I been? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's, it's a movie that Sam Jackson could have been in, but but he wasn't. He was in this one mm-hmm. as the father of the 10-year-old girl yep. who who was raped. Um, yeah. I think it, during during closing arguments at the very end of the movie, we find out, because I was kind of confused. You mentioned the rope. I mean- we could tell that th- these like 23-year-old rednecks, as Roger Debert called them, mm-hmm. um, tried to hang the 10-year-old after they raped her. Yep. But then like the the branch wasn't strong enough. And so they put her in the back of their pickup truck and then took her to a bridge and dropped her off into a creek like 30 feet down. That's right, in- And yes. she st- she still survived somehow. Yes. Yeah, so that kind of sets the scene for – Samuel Jackson.
1: I mean, can, can you blame what he does? Can you blame him for this? I know that you are, in fact, an attorney, and, and you might have to, you know, step outside of that for a second. I don't know if you're allowed to do that.:
0: um, Oh, absolutely. OK. Now, so the movie got a lot of, a lot of pushback because of this. Really? Yeah, there was one, there was one big name movie critic who like gave it half a star or whatever, you know, was like, this is glorifying vigilante justice. This is, this is awful. They're glorifying, you know, if not glorifying, they're at least like m- making the KKK look, uh, somewhat attractive to, to certain people. And, you know, like this is, this is awful, but, um, no, yeah. Yeah. S- Samuel Jackson ends up, he, he hides at the courthouse overnight and and shoots the two guys as they're going to their arraignment. So there, there's vigilante justice there. Well. I I told my wife, like, I don't know how that doesn't happen every single time.
1: Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure.
0: You know, as that happened, uh,
1: you know, as that was playing out, I was thinking to myself, would it, you know, again, don't blame him for what he did. It was premeditated. Okay. It is what it is. Um, oh, yeah. Right. But yeah, um, had all night to think about it, would it had not been wiser to wait the court uh, wait it out in court, right? And if they get out, if they get free, then pop them just do it then, all right, but give justice an opportunity to to do its thing
0: mm. Well, I, you know they were they were in. Just right there in it. I mean, that this has just happened to his daughter. Oh sure. You know, when they go in for their arraignment, it was they were still in the same clothes, you know. So it was just yeah. it was the next day. Um, you know, yeah, you know, you see those videos sometimes of of parents who will like try to go for the the murderer at yeah. like, sentencing or something. Oh would, like, yeah. You waited like three years to do this. I mean, I I, I mean, in that moment, the first time I was watching this movie, I was like. I'm there with you, bro.
1: I don't think, I don't see how anyone blames him for, for, you know, what happened in the film as, you know, as his character. And, and yeah. as for that one critic who gave half a star, he must not be familiar with Joel Schumacher, who has done, you know, what, two Batmans, all right? He is the, the, the caped vigilante, okay? I mean, this Yo, is a thing, No,
0: totally. Right? Totally. But now the other side of that coin we see in this movie is the KKK, you know? Um, something uh, that they brought up in Free State of Jones, right, is is like when federal troops came into the South to like enforce, like no, you can't have slaves. Yes, you have to let uh, the black folks vote. You know, right? Yeah, that's when the KKK came out. They're like, all right, well, we're gonna do some vigilante justice here. You know, we're gonna keep ruling things the way we want to down here, and that's. You know, so it's two sides of the vigilante justice coin here. Yeah. I'm, yes. I mean, the answer
1: to that question is yes. Um, but we know that, that you know, one side, one side sucks, right? One side is wrong, right? Well, I
0: mean, yeah. Hey. No, don't, don't, no, no. Johnny. Johnny. Yo. Try that in a small town. <laughs> 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 I mean, though, right? <laughs> wasn't wasn't the the place they filmed that music video? Wasn't it in Mississippi, where some where where somebody a, a young black man was lynched?
1: Oh, I have. I think no it's Mississippi.
0: Maybe it was maybe it was uh, North Carolina. But
1: oh, I don't know. Okay, dude, like that was a a whole meme for a week. I didn't follow it. Like I didn't do the, my proper research to figure out what it was all about. But I know it was a thing.
0: It's a song that encourages vigilante justice. It's really. Um, Spit in a cop's face, try that in a small town. You know, do this, try that in a small town. So it's like, we'll take care of things extra judicially. Sure. Yeah, like the KKK.
1: Yeah, not a fan. I'm going to vote down the KKK. Not a fan.
0: I, I I gave him a shot, and the crudité was... It was old. You could tell. Like it was like two weeks old. I'm like, I'm not, yeah. All right. We're going to cut that. We're going to cut that. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not not down with the KKK. No. Nope. Uh, of course not. Nah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was
1: that? Are you down with the, what was that?
0: What was that? I don't know, but you're going to look it up. I, I,
1: I am. All right. Down with the sickness. Mm.
0: Um, that's not Beastie Boys. Who is that? God, no. my wife is gonna kill me for not knowing this. She she knows all the music stuff. No, and no. I know none of it. You down with the OPP?
1: Yeah, you know me. Down with O-P-P? Yeah, you know I don't know, man. It's a song, naughty by nature.
0: OPP, whoever that is. Okay, I'm gonna put that music in right here. <laughs> Make a note. So yeah, they're they're in a fictional town in in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Did you catch the judge's name? Because I didn't catch it until I watched it the second time. Uh, no. Judge Omar Noose. Okay, yes, did catch that. That, uh, I did not feel like that was subtle at all. I didn't catch it the first time I watched, and the second time, yeah, it was like, whoa. Yeah,
1: no, the first time they said it, I was like, that's obviously positioned, right? Like, like, that's put in there for a reason. Also an asshole. Not a big fan of news.
0: Yeah, tell me why. I did not like him. I did not like him at all. I know you loved his hair, but what else, what did you not like about him? Dude, he's kind of a
1: jackass. I felt like he was
0: mm-hmm. very pompous.
1: Um, mm-hmm. You know, hey, this is my courtroom. We're going to do things how I do things.
0: No, uh, no trial judge likes his rulings overturned. I guess you get to submit that brief after all. Have it on my desk by Tuesday morning.
1: I'm very southern.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and you know, you're you spend a lot more time in court than I do. Um and, and perhaps a judge does rule over his courtroom as though it's his castle. But but mm-hmm. I don't know, get your shit together, man. I, I really felt like you started on the foot of this guy is, is going to prison. Why am I here? I feel like it's a waste of my time. Okay. That's what I, that's the feeling I got.
0: Yeah. And, and we, I mean, we, we have a confirmation of that, I guess. We, we see that he's up for reelection. Mm-hmm. And so the, uh, the DA who's played by Kevin Spacey says, Hey, let's call some state legislators and call, yeah. call them, yep. you know, and, and have them call uh, Judge Noose yep. and help, uh, you know, keep the case local instead of having it moved out to another, another location where a jury would, would be more sympathetic. Isn't that just so real? Isn't that just the reality that we live in? I, I had not seen it until I became a lawyer in a small town, and I, now I see it every day. And <laughs> just, I just feel like that is life.
1: That is life.
0: Yeah. Uh, they also showed Judge News, he lives in like a plantation-style home, and he had black house servants. Odd. Up, you know up on his veranda painting yes yeah, get, get yeah. The so they were they were here. definitely as you said they weren't trying to hide anything about about his character mm uh, Kiefer Sutherland plays the brother of one of the rapists who were then murdered yeah yep oh was it one raped murderer I've heard her say it both ways that is the role that McConaughey uh, tried out for auditioned for oh I'm really glad he didn't get that role Me too. Yeah. How how did you like Kiefer Sutherland's southern accent? They say the clan is dead. Yes, sir. His wife and a daughter.
1: (laughs) I I know you're going to play
0: it for everyone else. I just wish I had it in front of me to listen again because... It was awful. Okay, the problem (laughs) is most of the (laughs) time, the worst his southern accent came out was him saying the N-word, and I can't play that. No. But like, it, it's like the 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 eye. Um, I don't know. There's something about it. He he. <laughs> That's not how you just, heard it in high school, Mark. No, luckily I didn't have to hear it too much. But um, no, it, it, his, yeah, his his southern accent was was not great. How how'd you feel about, about the Grand Dragon? And <laughs> <laughs> that isn't that red from the '70s show. <laughs> what? That's the dad from 70, that 70s show. No, it's not. Kurtwood Smith. Yeah.
1: Dude, how did I miss that?
0: Yeah, he was on RoboCop, right? God, the classics, man. The
1: friggin' classics. I, I'm just glad that he caught fire, okay? That was, that was one of the highlights of the movie for me. How intense was that? It was like, what?
0: <laughs> this guy's just going to burn in the street. That was crazy.
1: Yeah, he had it coming, okay? Yeah. He had it coming. No one marches in the street with a hood on their head expecting to make it out alive. You sure as hell don't do it nowadays.
0: And after the verdict comes out, that the black woman rips off the hood yeah. and spits yeah. in the guy's face. <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah. that's what I want. Okay.
1: And he didn't seem half as embarrassed as he should have. Okay? Yeah. Like
0: right. there's a reason they wear hoods.
1: Yes. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you do you remember like twenty five years ago, the Hall County Sheriff did said Ku Klux Klan members cannot wear hoods at Halloween. What? Do you remember that being a thing? No. In Hall County? No. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I looked it up. I, I found, yeah, found the news article.
1: No way.
0: It was a thing. The Klan was trying to make a comeback, and they were going to use Halloween as like a loophole. And bullshit. The sheriff was like, "I'm shutting you down. I'm, you know, don't even try it."
1: Well, yeah. thank God. Thank God. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, Mark and I were raised in a part of town where uh, I think
0: that could have gone either way. I mean. Oh, for sure. Hell yeah. Um, you just you just mean like growing up, You I mean. That could have happened. You were just around, yeah. around it all and yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a, a, a grand dragon around here,
0: right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did. Yep. David something, right? Hmm? I think it was I th- David something. Uh, I don't know. He lived in a real shitty place, but he he was the grand dragon.
1: He did, yeah. Real, real shitty, real shitty house. Um, he had that uh, his voicemail that you could call, right? And he would have a speech on his voicemail. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. uh -uh. I never called it, but it's it's, it's what I hear. Carver, wasn't it Carver? Wasn't the roofer?
0: Maybe. Yeah,
1: big roofing company now.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, great. Mm Hmm. But yeah, so a uh, Kiefer Sutherland's character says, "You know, w- we can't let this this black man get off free. So we need to, you know, let's let's reach out, find some some contacts in the clan. Yeah, and 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 they they're able to round up the troops and and get the clan active again. They try to burn down McConaughey's house. Would well,
1: yeah, absolutely. Tried to burn it down,
0: and then they tried to blow it up.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, here's my thing, right? I'm not a, a bomb expert, but there was a, a ticking alarm clock involved, mm-hmm. right? hmm Like, the alarm had been going off for like a solid second, second and a half before he even threw the briefcase. I don't know how these yeah. things work, but I feel like that first click is, is when things blow up, like that initial, like that's the, the catalyst, right?
0: So the clock was... Bound to something with a rubber band. I, well, I mean, obviously, th- there was the explosives in right. the clock. But I think there was something else be- between the explosives and the clock. It seemed like a magnetic connection. Okay. It was like, when he lifted the clock off, that's when the alarm went off.
1: Ah. Which doesn't
0: make a lot of sense. Why would this manual clock go off when the, yeah. So, I don't know.
1: Dude, I, again, I don't know. Not an expert in um, in these things. Um,
0: that did stand out to me that, yeah, McConaughey was able to go, oh, shit, this is about to blow. And then he threw it up towards a tree, and it was just like a firework. I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah, that was a big explosion. Like, I'm glad he was able to throw it far away. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, the first time they tried to burn his house down, Ashley Judd, th- this really stood out to me. She said it just in a very nonchalant way. She said,
1: the Ku Klux Klan is burning crosses on our lawn, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> was like, she,
0: she wasn't distressed about it. It was just, it was like, oh, the mailman's late again, Jake.
1: You know? I'm just very annoyed at this, okay? I wish you wouldn't have taken this case. It's
0: yeah, very yeah.
1: inconvenient for me.
0: Everything else she says in that scene and later scenes, you know, it tells you that she feels differently, but it was just. And I guess that was kind of real, you know, just like um, kind of a shock or, or a, a submission to, to what's happening, you know? Uh,
1: yeah. I don't know. I was not, honestly, I, I wasn't very happy with her or her character. Uh, I, di- I didn't like them. Didn't like either of them.
0: Yeah, she wasn't on screen very much.
1: mm No. Yeah. Uh, I would have preferred if um, McConaughey had ended up with uh, Sandra Bullock. They almost did. I know. I know. He had to be the bigger guy, right? He had to be the honorable one. hmm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the KK, KKK ends up burning the house down. Well, okay. The evening before trial, right?
1: Yeah, oh, because wow. he is with Sandra Bullock, right? Like, how did he explain yeah. that off later? Okay, that's the first thing well, that popped in my head is, how do you tell the wife, well, I wasn't home when they burned down the house? <laughs> well, where were you? Do we have to get into that right
0: now? <laughs> <laughs> well, he had been sleeping at the office. He sent the family away to the grandparents' house, and he had been sleeping at the office. So That's
1: not where he was sleeping right then, I'm telling you that.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sandra Bullock plays a character named Ellen Roark, the co- Rourke.
1: Rourke, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she says, my last name's Rourke, but in the South, you'd say Roark. <laughs> right, so Do you? McConaughey says Roark the entire time. That's like um, when you're, I guess, qualifying an expert witness or you're, you're asking questions of potential jurors, that process is called voir dire. Whoa. It's French. Whoa. Okay. Give us a lesson here, Mark.
1: What are you talking about?
0: Voir dire. Okay. But in the South, you better not call it voir dire. It's voir dire. Because that's what it looks like. Bullshit. Okay. No. You better not say voir dire in the South, <laughs> especially in a, in a small town. People are going to look at you like you're crazy. It's, it's Vordire.
1: No. Mark. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mark,
1: you guys are professionals. Say the word yes, right. And you
0: have to say Vordire. <laughs> so, same thing. You don't say Rourke, you say Rowark. <laughs> okay. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, but but Roark, uh she she gets a little peek at McGonaghy's a butt, his little kiss. Hey,
1: why wouldn't you? Okay. Yeah, we don't. Right. But she does. I was yeah, no, we don't. Do we do we get shirtless on, on this screen?
0: <sighs> no, unfortunately. I uh, didn't
1: think so. I was I was watching for it.
0: Yeah, he's got a shirt that he wears with it with the sleeves ripped off. And and there's one time where, I mean, you know, it's hot as shit. He's got like a linen shirt that's uh, just got one button button at the bottom. You know, so mm. you kinda, it's like mm-hmm. a flowing open thing. But yeah, but that's it. But we we, we get to see right below his butt. So that's something
1: that <laughs> counts. For but yeah, there,
0: there's and she sees that she sees his butt because he had gotten cut. Yes. I was going to say stab, but he's like a sliced. But uh, yeah, they, they do some flirting and. And they do some tequila and Tabasco shots, which I thought about doing as my drink. Oh, God. I I have some dignity left.
1: Oh, I mean, Mark, go for it all day long. All right? I'm not going to stop you. (laughs) Mm -mm. I'm not doing that shit, not for
0: nothing. What if you could see McConaughey's ass? All
1: right. I'm going to say yes, only because, only because it would have to be live. So he's in front of me, and I could, like, say, hey, I'm Johnny. Hey. <laughs> Check out the pod. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, what a story. I did tequila and Tabasco shots with McConaughey in yeah. some backwoods bar, and then he showed me his ass. Like, what? how do you explain that? You know? Yeah. Yeah, so they they uh, they end up having a trial pretty quickly. Yeah, there's there are a lot of ups and downs, a lot of pressure from the community and from his from Jake Berganza's family. Oh, yeah everything, not to take the case, to get off the case. The NLACP tries to poach the case from him.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Also, segue, is that something that you ever see in, in a professional capacity? Do you see um, bickering between the lawyers for cases? Is that something?
0: Well, in particular, I've never seen this because I've never taken a, a groundbreaking case like this. Oh, but Don't sell yourself short here, Mark. Come on. <laughs> but that is a thing with uh, with groups Lobbyist groups like the NAACP or, you know, groups that are behind a particular cause, they want the perfect plaintiff. Sure. They want the plaintiff that is going to change case law. They want to take it all the way up Mm -hmm. to the Supreme Court, state or, you know, national, federal, because they want to change the law broadly. So they want that perfect plaintiff. Interesting. So that's why they were peeking in. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Carl Lee, Sam Jackson's character, which <laughs> I thought it was funny, it's the way that they, they would roll those two names together. <laughs> Car- Carl Lee, Lee is sound like a a, a lady's name, but <laughs> and, and yeah, when they're when they're during the trial, there are two they're counter protesters, protesters and counter protesters, right? Yeah, yeah, sort of sort of situation. One side is saying "free Carl Lee," mm-hmm. and the other side is saying "fry Carl Lee."
1: Yep, caught that, uh, caught that. I didn't think that um, either, I mean, Free Carly, that was pretty basic. You know, I would expect mm-hmm. that. Fry Carly? Is that the best
0: they could have done? I guess. They kept talking about the gas chamber. So I guess that was the preferred way at the time in Mississippi. Uh, so that do, it doesn't make sense to say Fry Carly if they're going to gas him.
1: Well, but. I feel like one of the ideas of this whole uh, whole movie was that the, the people of Mississippi may may not be the brightest bunch. I don't
0: know. I've been in Mississippi twice, <laughs> to the north and, and, and the coastal area. <laughs> yeah. Spent a good amount of time in both areas. I will not go back.
1: You can win this case. Injustice will prevail. But lose, injustice will also prevail. Now that's a strange case.
0: Uh, did you notice where uh, where the jurors are, are staying at during their sequestration?
1: Uh, I I did notice that they eat at the same restaurant uh, every time.
0: I think it's the restaurant at the motel where they're staying.
1: Okay. Where were they staying? The Bill Will Motel. Bill Will Motel. Yeah. What the fuck
0: is that? Well, like, your, your late grandmother's name was Bill, and, and you have another family member named Will. <laughs> Dude.
1: I got a lot of family ne- members named Will. All right, <laughs> okay. I got Will in my name. My son's got Will in his name. My dad's got Will in his name. I don't know what this Bill Will thing is all about. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It, I thought I thought that 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 just stood out to me, like Bill Will. You know, it's got a connection to Johnny there.
1: Well, you know, my Instagram handle for those of you who are listening uh, is John Will Phil, uh, which of course uh, my wife made up and uh, was an innuendo. Uh, for the babies that I was gonna put inside her.
0: Explain the innuendo. Uh,
1: I will, f- oh, John John will John fill John will fill.
0: Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you had that handle way before oh, no. your wife.
1: Nope, yep, that was her. <laughs> yep. We were dating at the time. And I was like, all right, babe, let's go. <laughs> Man,
0: you you work on a number eight, right? So that's good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I I wanted to bring up Bill Will because of maybe the family connection, but also because, yeah, we see the the jurors twice Mm -hmm. eating at at the motel restaurant.
1: Breaking the rules.
0: Yeah, similar to my cousin Vinny, uh, which I don't remember now if the restaurant that they're at is attached to a motel in the movie or not, but uh, pretty close to my house, the motel is now burned down, but... The little restaurant where they filmed the restaurant scenes in My Cousin Vinny is right there. No it's way. Right there. It, it, yeah, it was like in the middle of this little motel. So uh, I think that must have been a common thing.
1: Huh. It's not like they had all the chains and whatnot nearby that, uh, that we have now, right? Right. When you have someone in a motel, you really kind of got them cornered. They got to eat your shitty food.
0: <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do? <laughs> well, it's like a, a motel, a motor lodge. You know, when you're crossing the country, yeah, you want yeah, get your food right there, yeah. But we see the jurors there twice, and they take an informal poll, and we see. I think it's the just the night before, mm-hmm. right? The night before the closing arguments. Well, they've
1: done it twice, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the um, the foreman, right? He's kind of got mm-hmm. an, ag- an agenda the whole time, Like, he's ready to fry this guy, like. Don't take up any, don't take up any more of my time. We're killing this guy.
0: Exactly. He just wants to get home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the night before closing arguments, they they all say, "Yeah, we're we're going to vote guilty." Yep. Yep. So so he's sunk. Uh, we also see the night before uh, the the final day, R- Roark gets kidnapped. That was scary. Oh God! It was scary. It's like, are they going to fucking kill her? Well. They were maybe because you've seen it before so many times, but I, I was, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna, they're gonna rape her and kill her.
1: Well, and that, and that's exactly where my head was right now. Is, is I have heard somewhere recently that you know sexual assault is as terrifying to a, a woman as like murder.
0: I don't doubt it. Yeah,
1: right. Like I couldn't imagine, don't want to imagine. It's, it's a sorry world that we even have to have this conversation. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, they, they tie her up and strip her and leave her for dead. but mm-hmm. like, Out, out in the Delta. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then, but someone comes back to get her, right? One yeah. of them. Mickey Mouse. Why is he sympathetic? What's he doing?
0: So by the time I watched the movie the, the next day for mm-hmm. the second time, I had already forgotten who this Mickey Mouse guy was. He's got a Mickey Mouse tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yep he he was was it a tow truck or just a truck he pulled up to the funeral of of the rapist i don't recall yeah but he pulled up in a truck in coveralls yeah um and was like sorry your brother's dead you know but he ended up joining the kkk group
1: he did he uh but he, the whole
0: time he yeah
1: he made one of the uh one of the first calls right mm-hmm. to try to intimidate mm-hmm. the family and, and screwed it up. I mean, he can't be like the, the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> he's kind of like caught, caught off guard. And gave himself away, right? What's your name? Mickey Mouse? I also have a Mickey Mouse tattoo on my arm. All right.
0: Yeah, he was obviously, yeah, they were playing him off to be a, a simpleton.
1: D- oh, for sure. For sure.
0: What's your name? What's your name? He's like, uh, 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 Mickey Mouse. So <laughs> <laughs> was like he's looking around the room. Uh, uh, <laughs> <Right>? uh. <laughs> But yeah, he tells, he tells the sheriff about, or, or he, he warns them about somebody. Oh, shit. What was it? Oh, yeah, I think he warns them about the first fire at Jake Berganza's house and then the bomb. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he's, he's trying to save lives, and he, and he ends up saving Roark's life. So
1: I, I, so much about this film is just tough. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I feel like that's one of them. You know, We're just going to tie this woman up. We're just going to leave her. Leave her out here. I am yep. sure that's happened many times. Yeah, you know, that. you
0: know, uh, Amanda Cusick. Well, we were talking about nudity in films. Yeah, and in horror specifically, mm-hmm. and she was saying, you know, nudity can drive fear. Being naked and alone. Sure. You know. Yeah. I mean, they had Sandra Bullock's character. You know, uh, blindfolded. They had her hands tied up on a on a post mm-hmm. or a pole above her head. And they just ripped her pants off, and I was just waiting for him to rip the rest off.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah, I knew you that. You know, was and coming. I'm
0: just going like, please don't, like, you know. I mean, it, it drove fear inside of me. Yeah, you know? so yeah. Um,
1: Honestly, I'm surprised they didn't after how the whole film got started. Like, I don't know how they
0: mm-hmm.
1: exhibited restraint here.
0: But I, I think we we get we get the impact. Yes, for sure. Yes. Oh, God. But yeah, so the next morning. The, the house is burnt down. Jake Braganza's house is burnt down. Roark is missing. Uh, well, I guess I guess before the house burns down, Roark goes to visit Carl Lee in jail. And this is where we get the speech from Carl Lee kind of inspiring the closing arguments, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, a lot of honesty that I was not prepared for. Yeah. We ain't friends. hmm Right? Um, and I don't think right. that Brigance was ready for that either.
0: Mm-mm. He was a liberal lawyer in town. Yeah. He he thought that he was one of the good guys. You my secret weapon, because you one of the bad guys. He is not one of the good guys, no.
1: Uh, but but he did, I feel like, at the end of the film, he, you know, obviously, he made a point to say, I'm going to be one of the good guys, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring my daughter over to play with your daughter. Uh, I'm I'm not going to pretend that being the liberal lawyer in town makes me the good guy. I'm going to go over the tracks. I'm going to extend myself over and and really live that out.
0: Yeah, I mean, that really spoke to me. Sometimes I, I feel like I'm the good guy.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm an ally or I'm, you know, whatever, but... You know, uh, Carl Lee says, America is a war, and you're on the other side. And you know, he says, it's, it's not your fault. You were just raised this way. You're, you're my secret weapon because you're one of the bad guys. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You see me as different. You don't see me as a man. You see me as a black man, you know.
1: But Carl Lee was you so smart. Me he was like those
0: jurors see me.
1: He was so smart. He said, what would convince you? Use that. Do some soul searching, mm-hmm. figure that out, and that's what you need to tell the jury. That's exactly what happened.
0: I got to tell you, you know they they call it summation. I don't know if you picked up on that. Summation is yes. closing arguments. Yep. Summation is an art. It's an art. The the best lawyers are great at summation. That that's where they shine. Mm-hmm. And uh, McConaughey's Jake Brigance's summation really got me, and that that's what. Part of what got him the role, when he auditioned, when they said, all right, we got Sandy Bullock. Let's, let's bring you in because you said you wanted this part. He, he did it by the script. And then Joel Schumacher said, all right, now throw away the script. Say what you would want to say as his character. Really? And he said that he went off, he was cussing and spitting and like doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> um, and, and that's part of what got him the role. You're Just his, kidding. His passion. I gotta tell you my my uh my big dog is is sick in the brain and uh, he's got like sundowners syndrome or something He doesn't sleep at night anymore he barks at us all night long and until last night I had not slept for about two weeks what yeah so so when I watched this movie. Two days ago, I think the lack of sleep may have had something to do with my reaction to the summation. But I think it also just reminded me that, you know, being an attorney isn't just a job. You really, uh, it's something special.
1: It, it, It wields a lot of power.
0: But when this movie ended, I sobbed. I do not remember. It's got to have been no 20 way. something years ago. Since I've sobbed the way that I sobbed after I watched this movie, and again, I think lack of sleep may have contributed to that a little bit. Because when but I when Mark, I saw it so the powerful. second time, holy
1: crap, man!
0: Yeah, I mean, I would, I could not stop, like fifteen minutes, just sobbing over the sink. Uh,
1: oh, I'm going to tell Lizzie that, and she's going to watch this movie. <laughs>
0: the way that McConaughey delivers this mm-hmm. I mean just his I mean, his breathing his cadence his swelling emotion as he's as he's finishing can you see her can you see her I want you to see her can you see her now imagine she's white just the whole lead up to that, just like really, really got me. Yeah, I can see why this is a career making role for him. I mean, that one scene alone, you know.
1: Dude, I'm gonna like when we're done. I'm gonna go back and rewatch that. I'm gonna pour myself a glass of wine because I only have one, <laughs> you know, one pour of this left, and I'm gonna watch it again. I'm so excited. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not. I'm physically incapable of crying. Uh, yeah, but uh,
0: yeah, I'm getting a little worked up right now. I mean, it just and it's I mean it was his performance. Yeah. So that's how it got me. That's how it got me. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about about the courtroom, like in well, the courtroom I, I, scenes? Oh, dude, I'm just
1: sitting here thinking about how jealous I am. Like I think we've talked about it. I, I can't physically cry. It's like I don't have tear ducks. Um, uh-huh. but uh, I'm I'm jealous. That sounds wonderful. Sounds great.
0: Well not that I'm embarrassed to cry, but I don't I just don't very often but it got me. Yeah. Yeah. mean, yeah, you kind of alluded to this. Uh, Jake and his family are, are after court are able to go to a barbecue yeah. at Carl Lee's house because he's acquitted. Yeah. The, the the closing arguments convince the jury to acquit Carl Lee.
1: As they, uh, I mean, should they have? I mean, should they have, Mark? By the book. Because a part of me says, well, well, I mean, Everyone was there. We all watched him, right? Shot both those people. It was Mm -hmm. premeditated. Right. Ricochets took out the leg of of an officer, right? Yeah. There was collateral damage there. We can say all day long, vigilante justice was served, but was Mm -hmm. that justice? Right? Right. And was justice served to Carl Lee? I don't know. His
0: family has gone through a trauma that will... Live with them for a couple of generations. Oh, absolutely!
1: Least, so. Yeah, no, completely screwed up his family yeah. for life, forever. Yeah, you know, his, his daughter cannot have children. Right, completely tore her up. Right. Um, I, I, you know, again, not faulting for what he did, but was justice served? Right.
0: Well, you know, um, Donald Sutherland, who is Jake Brigance's, uh, his name is Lucian, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. is Jake Brigance's. Like a mentor. Right. Yeah, he says something when uh, Jake Brigance first comes to ask him about the case, ask for guidance. He says, our system does not allow vigilante justice. And, and then he says, you know, th- this is a, a funny case because if you win, justice will prevail. But if you lose, justice will also prevail. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you don't want to encourage vig- vigilante justice. But uh, that's that's why... A lot of cases will go to a jury trial because it's like the evidence is there. Like, obviously this person did it, but you want to appeal to the emotions of the mm-hmm. jury. All you need is a couple of people to stand strong. You can't get an anonymous, or a unanimous verdict. Right. You know, there you go. Wow.
1: That's interesting. So
0: that's kind of the role that juries can play. You know, you mentioned the, the deputy who was shot. Yes, that was another emotional moment. I I felt it.
1: He, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they they put him up on uh, on the bench there, uh, you know, as a yeah. witness, and he said, "Let him go." You know, he'd been shot in the leg; he lost half his leg. But he said, "Let him go. Turn him loose. Turn him loose." Thank you.
0: If you can see Chris Cooper with the intensity in his eyes and like his lips quivering, yep. he's a hero. You turn him loose. Jury will disregard. You turn him loose. Turn him loose. You turn him loose. I mean, yeah, it was <laughs> it was something else. I, I, I enjoyed it.
1: Uh, the movie was fantastic, and I I feel like the movie was great. I really do. I feel bad for the bird lady. Uh, she you know she got uh, she got worst supporting actress you know nomination. That was just too bad. Overall, I thought it was a fantastic film.
0: So, Johnny, we agree it was a good movie. But did you get any wisdom out of it? What's your (laughs) macanacci? I just want to meet new people and do cool things. I thought, man, that is about the best reason to go and do something there is in life, isn't it?
1: Here's my wisdom, Mark. If I am to take the law into my own hands, I'm going to aim better than Carl Lee.
0: Bring that assault rifle up to your eye instead I mean, of shooting from the hip.
1: I want to know how the hell he got a hold of a fully automatic weapon, okay? That was not semi-automatic. He had no control over that thing. So that's, that's mine, all right, for what it is, Mark. If you're going to take justice in your own hands, be a good aim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how about you, Mark? What is your makana chi?
0: Well, when McConaughey's character, Jake Brigance, is defusing the bomb, he, you know, the, the KKK planted the bomb that got the, the guy there. Yep. And he says, Ain't nothing more dangerous in this world than a fool with a cause. Yes, yeah, so that's my McConaughey. I think we, on both sides of the political aisle, people would say that.
1: Absolutely. Right?
0: I hate how, how reason cannot prevail nowadays. But,
1: um, well, it's uh, the people. Yeah. People are so bought into their ideology. They really don't care to be objective, right? Yeah. They just, they just want their side to win.
0: Yeah. We're, we're turning into fools. Yeah. Uh, we're, and we're willing to blow up a lawyer's house, you know? I mean, yeah. Insanity. Fool with a cause. So just something something to reflect on. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, with that said, Johnny, we, we do need to review this film. We, we we've said it's it's good film.
1: Yep, so it's good film.
0: What are we gonna? What's our grading system going to be tonight, Mark? What do you think? Yeah,
1: yeah. What do you think? We
0: could do bombs. We could do we could do clan hats, clan things. I don't think we want to do that. Though. Nah,
1: I wouldn't stay away from the clan hats if we can. Um, we could do jurors. Uh, I don't mind bombs, but I'd rather call them booms. Booms? <laughs> I'd, I'd rather call them booms. I don't know why. I just feel like saying, yeah, that was, was nine bombs. I just feel like that, would, that wouldn't age well. You know? Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. We never know what the future may hold.
0: We could do tequila and Tabasco shots. Oh, we yeah. Do... No, that's
1: good. Knowing full well that I will never, ever do one
0: of those. <laughs> ever. <laughs> We could do Beads of Sweat because, my God, these people were wet the whole time. <laughs> well, tell- well, I mean, come on, man.
1: Mississippi, no AC. All right? It's what it is.
0: Uh, Sandra Bullock's character drives a Porsche 356 Speedster. Ooh. So we could do, we could do Porsches. Uh, we could do Molotov cocktails. God, everything's so violent.
1: All right, dude, I'm with you. We're doing the Molotov cocktails. I'm done. Love it.
0: Done. And Molotov cocktails. All right. You want to go first? Sure. Go for it. So, uh, you know, again, I, I think that maybe the lack of sleep contributed to the, the my, my reaction to, to watching the movie the mm-hmm. first time, and I watched it the next day, and, and I think I agree with Grisham. It's it's not great, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think it's a little long. They could have tightened up some things and expanded on some other things, you know. So, as a movie, as a film, it's good. Uh, I was ready to give it ten out of ten shots of tequila and Tabasco, just because of the way that I mean, any movie that can make me react that way, you know, dude, uh, I'd, I'd want to give ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it seven shots, and then on my way out of the bar, I grab I grab a shot from somebody. I spill some, <laughs> um, so and I take that. So seven and a half shots of tequila and Tabasco for the film. McConaughey's performance would be a 10 if it was just closing arguments. Mm. I I think I'm going to give him eight and a half shots of tequila and Tabasco. The rest of the film actually pulled him down. Well, I mean, he's not perfect. I think he's great. Yeah. He's great. He looks great. He, uh, yeah, he's great. He's not shirtless. No. Come on. <laughs> and we don't even get to see his ass. So, yeah. No, but I mean, like, closing arguments, wow. You know, but, but if you look at the entire movie, um, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is still early. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so eight, eight and a half shots there. Okay. All right. What about for you?
1: You know, I, I cannot separate this film from TNT. Maybe even TBS. Uh, and I don't know why. They're like these two things are just running together for me, and for that reason, I have to to downgrade this movie just a little bit. I don't know why. It's a feeling I have, a gut feeling that I have. Okay. Why. Okay. Um, I I'm actually going to go six and a half. Okay. Uh, and not because I didn't like it. But because it's only good enough to show on TBS.
0: Okay. Come on. Okay. All right. That's
1: one. All right. Uh, As for McConaughey himself, uh, the big double M, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. God. I mean, I want to go seven and a half. Okay. I I do. Now, Sandra Bullock, give her 9.9. Let's go, girl, all day long. (laughs) All day long. Long, and maybe maybe that's why I I can't rate McConaughey so high because uh, you know he was alongside someone so distracting. Mm. I, that's that's all I know, Mark. That's all I know. Okay, hey, that's fair. Listen, this, that's fair. This film was all about Samuel L. Jackson and Sandra Bullock.
0: Everyone else was was an afterthought. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say a, a note that I made that I, I forgot to mention it. You know, I, I, this this movie is not the hero's journey for Jake Brigance. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, like he's not the hero uh, of, of the movie, yeah. I don't yeah. think. It, it, it is more about the struggle of the black community and racial injustice and and all that. 100%. And um, I, I don't know how well this stacks up compared to other movies with like White Savior, yeah. you know, type thing. What I do think I can say confidently is that this story is not... The hero's journey for Jake Brigance.
1: Sure. No, so,
0: no. There's at least that.
1: No, I concur. If only we had figured that shit out in the mid-90s, is all I'm saying. Okay. Oh, yeah? I could have been, a, I'd be a whole lot happier if they had just like stuck to the script and then that'd be, that'd be that. <laughs> all right. I like having these conversations in 2023.
0: Okay. Oh, God. There's so many of these things. I'm like, they were talking about this back then and we're still talking about it yes, today? Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. Why? Why didn't my parents fix this, you know? Hmm. It's because we got 95 year old people in the in Congress and the White House. Fucking anyway. Fucking a Johnny, I got a journal entry. Oh, I wanna hear it. I wanna hear it. That's the fun about journaling. There are no rules, all right? All right, all right, all
1: right.
0: This is from from Greenlights a little it's not a haiku because it doesn't fit the, the form but we'll call it a little haiku-ish mm. mm-hmm. the title is made for the moment we are all made for every moment we encounter whether the moment makes us or we make the moment whether we are helpless in it or on top of it the predator or the prey we are made for that moment so there you go something to, something to chew on over the next couple of weeks it sounds like some marijuana bullshit to me. <laughs> <laughs> some reefer madness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you, Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> well, Mark, what are we reviewing next time, buddy?
0: Johnny, we're talking about Larger Than Life. Larger Than Life. Yes, it is uh, an even... Uh, it's a uh, TV evangelist special that McConaughey was a part of. What? No, okay. What? <laughs> no, I don't know that I've ever seen this movie. It's uh, it stars Bill Murray and an elephant. Okay. So I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> okay. Nope. This may be this may be one where we just make a bunch of jokes and, and McConaughey's not in it much. I don't know. But we'll have fun with it either way. I dude, this this reminds me a
1: whole lot of uh, Operation Dumbo Drop. That's the feeling I get from this.
0: Yes. Looking at the cover, I was like, is this the Dumbo Drop one? Yes, yes. And, <laughs> no, it's not. So I don't know. I, I can't uh I can't make any guarantees about how good the movie's gonna be, but I know our episode is gonna be top quality.
1: Hell yeah, hell yeah. Just just based on the meta score I got. Real low expectations for this bad boy.
0: Yeah, what are we looking at? Like three, three and a half.
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, well, I mean, th- the score is forty-three, so I guess you. Oh. I guess you would call that a four point three. Uh, that, that's
0: better than I thought.
1: So, let's see. Entertainment Weekly, guys. The trek is long, the direction is soft, the script is windy, and the occasional laughs. Are as heavy footed as the thunking lead. I don't know. I, that's got to be a fancy word for elephant herself. <laughs> yep. What is it? I, do, I, pachyderm? Pachyderm? Pa- pachyderm. Okay. Pachyderm. I, now see, now I got to look it up, man, because I'm just. I gotta, Me too. A very large mammal. Yep, we're talking about the elephant. Okay.
0: Did they have to use that word? (laughs) I don't think they had to use that word.
1: I don't know. I think think that was just another way to stick it to the man. Like, your movie sucks. I'm using the word pachyderm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're going to have a good time with it. Hell yeah. Before we go, we need to thank our listeners. Uh, Please keep sharing. Subscribe. Thank you to Holizna for our theme music, Hey Aqualung. Follow us on Instagram at Pod. Send your adulations, corrections, and hate mail to masteringmpod at gmail.com. Listen to Johnny's other podcast, the one with the tens of thousands of listeners, uh, The Modern Real Estate Agents. We've got a link to that in the episode description. Again, if you, if you like this episode, subscribe. Give us a five-star review. We need a few more reviews. Uh, and, folks, we'll catch you next time as we discuss larger than life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And
1: guys, as long as we're asking for reviews, I'll say this, leave us a five-star review and I will get you something signed from Matthew McConaughey. Uh, We'll put you in a raffle. We'll contact you. Uh, I don't have anything signed by Matthew (laughs) McConaughey yet, but uh, give me some five-star reviews and and I'll go find something. Hope that
0: helps Mark. A raffle. Okay. I like that. Yeah, man. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, leave leave a five-star review. This episode is coming out on October 9th. So, leave a five-star review between October 9th and November 6th, and we will put you in the raffle, and, and we'll get you something signed by McConaughey. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm on the quest to get
1: the signed memorabilia as we speak. <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys.
0: We could do Molotov cocktails. All right, dude, I'm with you. We're doing the Molotov cocktails. Done. Uh, I was ready to give it 10 out of 10 shots of tequila and Tabasco. What
1: the fuck? What the fuck? I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about any of this.